Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo, and I know something about myself and what I teach. I know that it all rests on a foundation of practical evolution. I know the practical evolution, two things. Number one, practical, that you get use of it. You can use it, apply it to change your life and evolution, to change your life in a way that evolves you, that brings you into more of who you are. I know that I can get as wild as I want, and I know that you guys will test this science on yourself because I offer you a foundation based on results, based on practicality. Therefore, I know that I will always refer back to that foundation and the results of it, which are self-discovery. With a foundation of cognitive mastery, that will always lead you into self-discovery, I know that what I offer will resonate with the right people at the right time. This is a part of my mechanical energy. And after a three-part series of energy mechanics, I want to bring us back slightly, just back a little bit, three steps forward, one step back into our foundations. Everything is neutral. Everything is a story. Everything is perfect. Brothers, everything is perfect. Only a detachment from the thoughts that create awareness only. Thoughts only create awareness. Thoughts assert no truth. There are no truth in your thinking. There's no truth in your thoughts. Only a detachment from thoughts will lead you to the nature of reality and your alpha state. So the methodology, the path, the Tao, the journey, whatever you want to call it, that I teach follows from the Four Noble Truths. I believe in the Eightfold Path in the same way that I believe in the Ten Commandments and what all religions have been teaching us around tribal and community-based living. I believe in all that. They all have the same message, essentially, which is the message of a one presence and living a life of love. Whether you are a religious person, a spiritual person, neither or both, I think we can all get down with a minimum of the latter, right? We can all get down with living a life of love. However, as a process, right, as a method, as a path, you know, as a training program, the methodology I use follows from the Four Noble Truths, which are from Buddhism, and they say, number one, first truth is that life is suffering and will remain so as long as one refuses to recognize its own nature. That's number one. Number two, this suffering has a cause. Number three, this suffering has an end. And number four, we can know the end of suffering in our lifetime by following a path. I offer a path to end the suffering we experience as humans, and I am offering this path without you having to join a monastery or a temple, right? You don't have to become a Buddhist for this, because it begins with recognition. It begins with the first truth. It begins that suffering exists. And I know, I know that sounds wild, right? Because of course suffering exists, but here's the thing, brother. Suffering exists and probably not in the way that you think it does because suffering exists in only one form, in misalignment. Suffering exists when we are misaligned. When you think of suffering, you might think of some 
action, some behavior, some tragedy or event that occurred or has the potential to occur. Your brain wants to create a story around the suffering and it looks for a cause in the external world. It looks for a cause out of the world of form, which is the world of results. That's like trying to harvest raw clay from a completed sculpture. It's backwards. But that's what we do, right? That's what the brain does. The brain, the mind wants to make up a story about suffering. We want to make up a story about suffering and we want to make up a story about why we suffer. This is what the mind does. And I know I'm getting a bit of my, a bit ahead of myself here when I talk about this, but I want to show you that we always define suffering as something that happens inside of us because of something that happened or has happened outside of us. That's our current definition of suffering, right? How many times are you suffering and say, I'm suffering for no reason? There's always a reason, right? There's always a story. And I bet that that story is always something that happened, that has happened or is happening. And I bet it's always a circumstance. It's okay, brother. Like I'm not judging you, not blaming you. I know it's the way that the mind works. It's the way that all of our mind, our minds work. It still happens for my students and myself. We get into a thought and engage with it and believe it. And boom, we're suffering. Like that's the way it is. There isn't a human living today that doesn't know what I'm talking about. Even if they aren't listening to this podcast, even if they aren't you that is working on self discovery, every human I'm out there knows what I'm talking about. The conditioning is the story, which I'll get back to. So we have to agree that suffering exists in life, that life includes suffering. It comes with the package. We live, therefore we suffer. Now, we didn't come here to suffer. We're not meant to suffer. However, life includes suffering because we don't know who we are. We don't know our own nature. Now, logically, what does this imply? If there's a beginning, if we have this suffering has a beginning, then it must begin at some point in our life because it's not an inherent part of living. We are intended to live as our alpha state. We suffer as we live through our beta condition. So before I go on, that actually reminds me. Remember that it is perfect to suffer if suffering is what we must do on our journey into ourself. And I bring this up at this point because I want to remind you that that's part of it. It is perfect. Everything is perfect. Human beings want to avoid suffering because we're telling ourselves it's not perfect. It's not okay. And in doing that, we end up suffering more. When we avoid suffering, we suffer more. This is why people say, and I've said it myself, this is why people say you grow through discomfort. You don't need to chase discomfort, right? You don't need to make your life difficult because you want to grow. This is the beta condition living through you. This is discomfort in pushing through who you are not, but have been conditioned to be. And that is not the same as the discomfort by allowing your alpha state to live through what your beta condition is afraid to experience. You understand there's a big difference there and it is all neutral and it is all perfect as it unfolds, brothers. So we didn't come here to suffer, and we know suffering began. It is a part of time. It is not a part of eternity. And since it's a part of time, we know that it has a human experience. It know that it, we know that it exists as a human experience, and it has a beginning. It has a cause, or it has a beginning in the world, in the realm of matter and density. It is not a part of the realm of vibration. It does not come from energy. It does not come from the alpha state. And so this suffering has a beginning in the realm of form. It does not come from outside the realm of form. That's number two. Now, since suffering has a beginning, it must also have an end. This is the result of duality. What goes up must come down. In order for happiness to exist, we must know sadness. If it lives, it will also die. This is the realm of form of matter. This is the realm of duality and contrast. And since suffering exists here, 
not suffering does as well. Since there is a beginning, there can be an end. This is the law of duality. This is the law of contrast. So finally, number four, if suffering has a beginning and an end in this world, in the realm of matter and density, then there must be a way, there must be a path, there must be a process into that experience. In other words, since we can experience suffering, then we can experience non-suffering. And since we can know the cause of suffering, we can discover the path to non-suffering. This is the premise of the Four Noble Truths. And then it goes into the Eightfold Path on how to achieve this according to the Buddha. Now, that was a quick rundown of the Four Noble Truths. I did that because that is really the entire function of the Academy and the work I do with my students. It is the end of suffering, my friend. It is the end of suffering which opens up a space for all the energy to be released and directed for you towards your evolution, towards your massive change into elevating your alpha state. Now, it will seem like a massive change, but it's really you just going along with who you're meant to be. So it's not so much of a change as much as it's you getting out of the way of being who you're meant to be. Because when you aren't living a life of conditioning and you're no longer suffering, then you have all of this energy and ability to live the life you're meant to live. I've seen it happen over and over and over again for students. And it doesn't matter why you enroll in the academy. It doesn't matter the initial problem. You can come because of relationships or because of a business or because of health or because of buffering. It doesn't really matter. We are all evolving here. That's the thing. We're all living as alpha humans. And it's outrageous. It's amazing. It's the most magical experience to live as an alpha in the 21st century and in the year 2021. Here's the thing. No two people are the same. And this is where people have it backwards. Humans have it backwards. We're all trying to homogenize, right? We're all trying to to believe the same thing so we can get along, right? We need to get along by believing the same thing. That's not the case. We don't do that. We don't homogenize. That's what amazes me about some of the things I see going on in the coaching spaces right now. And I'm not judging anybody. I'm not judging anybody. What I'm saying is that every single human being on this planet is meant for something different. That's all I'm saying. I'm not judging anybody for what they're doing because what they're doing is what they're meant to do. There is no one way for all humans to follow. That's what I'm saying. The more we try to box in our brothers, the more we create a form of suffering that can turn inwards and or be projected outwards. The alpha path is simple, and yet it takes a serious dedication. And it just follows the four noble truths. Noble truth number one, there is suffering and it rises from not knowing yourself. Noble truth number two, suffering is caused by the mind making up stories that we engage with and believe are true. Number three, we end that suffering when we stop engaging with the stories that the mind is engaging with, right? That the mind is inspired, right? The mind is having these thoughts float through. We stop engaging with those. And then number four, The path is to develop cognitive mastery and begin living with your mind by sitting next to your mind instead of having your mind run the show for you. This is knowing yourself. This is knowing that you are not your mind. Energy mechanics answers the question of who am I? Who is the alpha state? What is the alpha state? What is the energy? What is the cause behind the realm of form? What is the cause that creates what we see in this realm of form and density, basically of matter? That's energy mechanics. What is the I? Cognitive mastery, not the I, the ego, right? But what is the self? What is the alpha? What is the true self? What is the spirit? That's energy mechanics. Cognitive mastery is the solution to the problem of suffering. That is it. It is a tool. You know, does one necessarily precede the other? Do I need to teach cognitive mastery to my students before I teach energy mechanics? No, I do not. 
I just find that when I help my students remove the cause of suffering, when they are introduced to the truth, when they're introduced to their energy mechanics, there's less judgment around it. Like for example, do you guys remember the movie The Matrix? Do you remember this movie, The Matrix? One of my favorite movies, right? Okay, so let me ask you something. What do you think, right? Or what does your brain tell you it's like to achieve self-knowledge? If I talk to you about self-knowledge, if I talk to you about enlightenment, if I talk to you about self-discovery, what do you think it feels like? What do you think it feels like to know yourself? I bet you think it feels like joy, right? Like bliss. It feels like freedom and enlightenment and just light and bliss and happiness, right? That's probably what you think. And, you know, you wouldn't be wrong because a lot of people would think that. So it's nothing wrong about thinking that. But here we go. In this movie, right, when Neo is Neo is pulled out of the Matrix and he sees it off for the first time. Remember, he vomits. He can't take the news. He gets pulled out and he's got no muscles. So they got to, you know, electrostimulate all his muscles because he hasn't even used them, right? They're all atrophied. When he wakes up, when he finally comes out of the Matrix, they plug him back in and he sees the truth, right? He sees. Morpheus takes him through the construct and like everything. He's like, this is the world, right? This is the year that we actually live in. And he freaks out. Now, that's one way. That's one way to relate. Relate to the truth. Cypher is another character in the movie. You know, he's part of the crew. He was on the crew and he was the one that wanted to go back into the Matrix, right? He betrayed them all. He's the one that betrayed them by talking to the agents because he wanted to go back into the Matrix. He was unsatisfied with the truth. Then he was out of the Matrix and he did wanted to go back in. He thought the illusion was better. So my point is that if I show you your energy mechanics before you develop cognitive mastery, this is in my, in my discovery as a coach, in my discovery as a guide, I found that if I show students their energy mechanics before they develop cognitive mastery, they will either freak out like Neo or they'll just want to go plugged back in like Cypher. Because developing your cognitive mastery is what saves you. It saves you, brother. I promise you this. And it saves you from what? It saves you from more suffering. Because, look, knowing who you are doesn't stop your mind from judging yourself and looking at what it doesn't see or wanting to see something that it's not. Energy mechanics is the path to follow once you are not engaging with your mind because it is your true self. It's your true self that's been waiting to just flow through this planet, to just flow through this life, doing what it's meant to be doing. You are your energy, right? You are your energy. Your mind is not who you are. Your mind is trying to tell you who it thinks you are. That's the story. That's all. That's what's running in your brain. It's not you. I tell you, it's not you. I'll give you an example and then I'll give you an analogy. I had a student and I love this guy to death. He's an amazing man. He's a great kid. He's 21. He's still a kid in my mind, but he's a, he's a man. He's 21 years old. He loves his family. He's always laughing. He's always smiling. Office hours with him were a blast. I always had a great time, but he was in the academy for a couple of months when I introduced him to his energy mechanics. Now, I don't do that anymore. This was a coaching mistake, in my opinion. Now, you guys know I don't believe in mistakes. Everything happens for a reason. I learned to wait until my students have a basic understanding and foundation in cognitive mastery before revealing their energy mechanics for reasons that I've already mentioned in this podcast. And this was one of those lessons, right? It wasn't a mistake. It was a lesson. Working with this particular student was a lesson in waiting until students have that, are approaching life, are approaching their experience with that neutral story perfection. Everything is neutral. Everything is a story. Everything is perfect. 
So I introduced this this student to his energy mechanics and he he lost it, right? Like I don't mean literally lost it. Like he didn't freak out or he didn't vomit, right? He didn't like just hang up the phone and that was that. I never t- I could just see it in his face, right? His face would just drop. Like he didn't freak out. He just kind of for a moment his face dropped. And of course, this wasn't the first time or the last time this happened. I've learned over time that when you introduce energy mechanics to a student, you can get different reactions, but I'm just telling you about this particular story because of why he lost it. You see he's he's a young guy. You know, in the first quarter of his life, 21. And he was just full of this conditioning. He's so full of this conditioning. He's full of this do, do, do mentality. Do, I got to do it, right? The whole just do it thing. Like Nike's got this uh, this slogan, just do it, right? They got the the marketing on that. Just do it, right? Do it. Wake up early, get to the workout, meditate, work two jobs and have a side hustle. You know, get your passive income stream going, find a woman, start having kids, have a family and all that stuff. You know, just keep going. Just keep doing and what's more is not only did he want to keep doing it, he just wanted to, he wanted it now. So he wanted it like immediately. So, you know, not only has he been conditioned to do, but he's been conditioned to do more and do it harder, right? Like do more and work harder. And some of you are listening. It's like, yeah, right on, bro. Get after it. Keep going. Here's what's wild. And I love this because when I introduced him to his energy mechanics, he just about quit the academy. His energy mechanics were not in that place. Like that's just not what he was designed to do. His energy was not doing that. He was getting his mind to push through his body a lot of not self behavior that was just driving him into this suffering. He was not like his energy mechanics were very different. So basically when I told him the opposite of what all the other coaches and social media influencers have been telling him, he just kind of lost it. They they were telling him, go for it, right? Keep going, keep doing it, stick with it, you can do it. And I was telling him, look, just wait. Wait to be invited. Wait until someone recognizes you. Wait till someone sees you. Then you'll know how to respond. You know, everybody else is, get out there, go, like, you know, make the offer, make the cold calls, Talk to the girls, like walk up to them and say, wait. I'm telling him the different, right? They were all telling him to wake up early, go to bed late, sleep when you're dead, right? Like put in those 16, 17 hour days, put in those 20 hour days because four hours is enough and you'll have plenty of time to sleep when you're a millionaire, right? Like that's what they were telling him. And I'm telling him, go to bed before you're tired, bro, and get up only after you're rested. I'm telling him this because of his unique energy mechanics. Not because I tell this to all my students, you understand? I'm telling you this because when I see his energy mechanics, I, this is what I offered him, like this, this is what I'm offering you. They were telling him to make decisions in the moment. You know, be rational, be logical, but make a quick choice and then be done with it. And I'm telling him to begin to pay attention to his vibrational wave that occurs around making decisions so that he can align himself with his alpha state. Very different, right? I'm telling him to pay attention. Pay attention to how he's vibrating. Pay attention to how he's feeling and what's happening around his around that state so that he can get in touch with that wave, which, again, is not what I say to all my students. It's what I say to him. Energy mechanics are unique. Now, again, I introduced this to him a little bit early, right? It was early for him. He was not ready. His brain was still in that space of conditioning. His mind had not gone through cognitive mastery. So for him, he began to judge. He began to judge these things, judge these offerings, and he almost quit. Everything I was telling was different than what he had been told in the life coaching industry. He told me that he had doubts about what I was offering. And I told him, look, just experiment, brother. Just pay attention and see what happens. And like I say, we had a relationship. We had rapport. The man trusted me and he did it. Well, things began to change for him. He started to get better grades. He was in school. He started to get better grades. 
he was starting to get asked out more, right? He was asked to be hanging out more both by his friends, by peers, right? Friends of his, like like guys that were in his class and that he worked with, but also by women. Women started to approach him. Now, this is a guy who was nervous about approaching, talking women, wanted to approach them, wanted to talk to them. And now he was having women approach him. So this is a big difference. This is a big change for him. He was offered several jobs. And here's the other thing that happened, which I thought was cool. Not only was he offered several jobs, but he was actually starting to earn more money at the job that he had because, again, his energy started to come out. He started to just kind of follow some of these basic things that I was offering him. And he started to – he just trusted me and began to experiment with it. And overall, he was he – was, he told me during our office hours, he told me like, look, brother, I'm – I feel more rested. I feel less stressed. I'm working less. I'm happy. I'm like living life. Things are great. He isn't a student anymore. Why is that? <laughs> well, it, here we go, right? And this is why I'm pulling you all back. I got just done three episodes on, on energy mechanics. I'm pulling you all back. He's not a student anymore because I didn't teach him cognitive mastery first. And this is not his fault. Understand, I've done this to many students. I'm just using this student as an example because he, he's one of these guys that stands out in my mind. I've introduced energy mechanics to many students early, and this is the result. Like I say, they either pop like Neo or they just want to get plugged back in. They're like, oh, forget it. I don't want this. I, I want to get plugged back in. I want to go back to I want to go back to the illusion. Essentially, I want to go back to that that life of illusion. It was my fault, right? As a teacher, I didn't teach him cognitive mastery first. And that's something that I learned. Once he got the life he wanted and started feeling better, he kept telling himself that he wasn't doing the right things. It's so wild. He kept telling himself he wasn't doing the right things. He wasn't working enough. He was resting too much. He was being lazy. When he started resting more, understand that when he started resting more, he started attracting more with his energy. He started feeling better. But... Without the cognitive mastery, his mind, now he was thinking that if he works harder, then he can make even more, right? He can do even better because he wasn't in that cognitive mastery, right? So the cognitive mastery is, it's not about my work, but he's thinking I need to work more or I can work more or I'm resting too much or I'm just being lazy. So now he thinks if he works harder, he can make even more. Hmm. I wonder where that idea could have come from, right? It's coming from the beta condition. It's pure conjecture wrapped up in a nice little logical package so you can eat the bullshit. And I've just sworn, so now my editors are going to put explicit content on this particular episode. But it's garbage, right? It's, it's junk. The truth is working harder or working more doesn't mean anything except you're working harder and you're working more. And I've said this before and I'll say it a thousand different ways and I'll continue to say it. Look, I'm, it's okay. I'll continue to say it. I have no problem saying it. it's what I do. I'll continue saying it over and over until all of you are free from the matrix. There is nothing in this world that is a cause. Everything in this world is a result. That's why the Merovingian was wrong. If you guys remember the Merovingian, he's saying everything is cause and effect. He's wrong. Everything in the world is a result. The matrix is a result. The matrix is a running program. Working harder isn't a cause that will produce a different result. Working harder is a result in and of itself, and that result is simply working harder. So my student would beat himself up through his beta condition for living his alpha state lifestyle because I didn't teach him cognitive mastery first. And so he would judge his alpha state through his beta condition. He judged his true self through his not self. It's wild, right? He judged himself lazy, and he beat himself up for not working more. It was difficult for me to see. I really didn't want to let him go, but it was it's his path. It was his journey. It was difficult for me to see. He was living his dream life, and it was veiled. It was 
invisible to him. He couldn't see it because his mind was so full of conditioning. So he ended up leaving the academy and he went back to the grind, right? He went back to working more, making less and suffering from the struggle within. But it's okay. Like I said, it's his journey. It's just always hard. <laughs> I assume it was hard for Yoda to watch Luke run to face Vader before he was ready, right? You know, our brother, my student, saw himself before he was ready. And like Cypher saw himself, you know, he wanted to return to the Matrix. Yes, it is an illusion, but it is the illusion that we all share. And so long as we all share this illusion, as long as we're all running the same race, does it really matter if this race is going nowhere and achieving nothing? For some of us, it doesn't really matter. For some of us, as long as we're all running the same race, as long as we're running in circles, it's fine. This is why I don't know if he will ever be back. And I don't know if you will ever enroll in the academy. However, I do believe if you are serious, if you are looking for self-discovery, then this will be resonating with you. And when you are ready, when the time is right, we will meet through an application or just within the academy. There is something going on outside the rat race, outside the beta condition race. Cognitive mastery is the foundation. It is the skill. Learning cognitive mastery will set you free, free from suffering. You will be released from the matrix. And when I say released, it's into what? Well, that's the question. When you are free, what remains? What remains is the cause. When you are free from the illusion that we live in a world of physical cause and effect, that is the lie, of course. The truth is that we live in a physical world of effect only that has an energetic cause. And cognitive mastery removes the veil created by the mind, the veil of illusion that creates a sense of lack. There is more that I'll talk about on the mind, but for now, just know that it is the neutral optic that mistakes our world of effect for a world of cause and effect. And the mind does this out of fear. Of course, it wants to control. If it can control, it can reduce fear. If it has no control over the cause, it cannot determine the effect. So it makes up this lie, right? It makes up this lie, which is the story about the world of effect that includes a cause. This is the birth of our suffering. You could say this is the birth of time. All I offer you is the truth, nothing more. And here's what I can offer you. I'm going to close with this analogy. I'm going to give you guys this analogy, and then I'm going to close until next week because we're getting close to 30 minutes, and I, I love you guys. I want, you, I want to allow you guys to get on to your day. You are pushing a rock. You're pushing a rock uphill. You are pushing this rock uphill and suffering every day because of this rock. This rock is heavy. It's a boulder. It's not a small rock. It's a boulder. Every day you are trying to hold this boulder in place or push it uphill. And the whole time you are thinking to yourself, how can I get this rock to go downhill? Because this is the end of suffering, which is the detachment of the mind. So you're pushing this rock uphill and suffering and thinking, I just want this to roll downhill so I won't suffer anymore. So I won't have to push this boulder uphill. Now, this whole time, the boulder, this rock is supposed to end up at the bottom of the hill. That is why you're thinking. That's why the person pushing this rock is thinking while pushing the rock uphill. You're thinking, how can I get this rock to go to the bottom of the hill? The reason you're pushing it uphill can be several, but they all relate back to conditioning. So the analogy is this. The rock or the boulder is your body, right? This is your body. Your mind is the I, right? It's the guy pushing the rock. So it's not the I, right? It's not the ego. It's the guy. It's, it's your mind. It's, it's holding this rock. It's pushing this rock. It's saying, how can I get this rock to go downhill? And I guess you could say your true self is gravity in this 
particular analogy. So here's the thing. Your vehicle is along a trajectory. Your vehicle just wants to roll downhill. It just knows it needs to roll downhill. It knows it's going to end up at the bottom of the hill. That's where it's going to end up. That's entropy, right? That's where we all end up is at the bottom because of gravity. Your true self is gravity. Your true self is going to guide your body. It's going to guide this rock down the hill. And your mind is trying to stop it. Your mind is trying to say, look, we need to push this rock uphill. We need to get this rock to the bottom of the hill. But your mind is trying to stop it. It's holding it up. So your mind is here as a consciousness to harmonize your experience, which is the outer world, with yourself, which is the inner world. Now, in this analogy, how can it do that? How can your mind, how can this human pushing this rock harmonize? How can that person be in harmony? How, In other words, how can that person eliminate its own suffering. Right now it's suffering because it's trying to push this rock or hold this rock uphill. How can it eliminate its own suffering? How can you harmonize? The best way for the mind to do that is to get out of the way and let the rock, which is your body, roll downhill according to gravity, which is your true self, along a trajectory. For the mind, what this means is being an observer. For your mind to stop suffering, it means detachment. It means to observe, simply watching the rock roll down the hill. Can you let your mind do that, brother? Can you let your mind detach from all the stories you have about things, people, and life? This is a part of what is cognitive mastery. This is a part of learning cognitive mastery. Now, it's also scary for the mind because of control. The mind wants to be in control regardless of conditioning, although the content of the control is usually aimed at an outcome based on conditioning. So if your mind is the guy pushing the rock, then just diving out of the way to watch it roll downhill is scary because... You don't know exactly how it's going to roll downhill, right? It's like that game of Plinko and the price is right. Once you let go of that disc, you don't know where it's going to end up. It's just going to go plinking around down against the pegs. And this rock, this boulder is just going to roll downhill, bumping around along as it goes. You don't know where it's going to go. So that rock, your body, your life could end up going in a direction that your mind can't control. And of course, your mind does not like this. So can you allow yourself to experience what you are intended to experience while being a neutral observer to the experience? Can you watch your mind as it watches your vehicle without judgment? This is also a part of cognitive mastery. This is a part of learning cognitive mastery. And finally, it's difficult for the beta condition to release control because of the prior and current influx of the conditioning itself. Look, we all have rocks, right? We all have bodies, all humans do, and we all have guys pushing this rock because we all have minds. And we all have gravity. In fact, we all are gravity. Gravity is one thing. It's the unique alpha state that is the trajectory of the rock as it rolled down its hill, right? So it's a uniqueness of the energy acting upon our vehicle in this analogy that is the alpha state. And sometime in the past or present, somebody may have said, before my rock got to the bottom, I made it up the hill this far. Or they might have said, I was able to move this rock here or there. You know, it's like Plinko. If somebody said, hey, I got to 5,000 on Plinko, and now you're standing at the top of the game, never releasing the chip because you want it to go the right way or some nonsense, right? That's why you're holding the rock. That's why you're stopping the boulder because you're trying to control the trajectory of the rock. You're trying to guide it or push it. You're wanting it to bounce over a certain part of the hill that this other person's rock bounced over. And for them, it was super fun, right? This other person's rock went that way and they made a million dollars. So you're trying to get it to roll down that exact trajectory, right? Even though for you, that may not be your path. In fact, we know it's not your path because... It's somebody else's path, right? You may have another path doing something different, but it's never going to be the same path. So you're there holding this rock up with your mind. With, this is the cause of the suffering. you saying, I got to get it to roll this way. This is the way this person rolled it. And look at their life. Their life is so great. I got to get it to roll this way. 
releasing that. This is the end of the release. This is the path of cognitive mastery by releasing that, by getting out of that conditioning. And once you've been freed from the matrix, then we move into how to live outside the matrix and how to patch yourself back into the matrix with your unique energy mechanics that give you superpowers. I'm not going to say they give you superpowers, brother. I'm going to say they are your superpowers. They're already there. You just got to get your mind out of the way so that your energy, your true self can get your body, your vehicle rolling downhill and picking up momentum. Consider it this way. Your superpower is your momentum. It's the kinetic energy. It's everything that already exists in your vehicle that once your mind gets out of the way and lets your body start to roll, it's going to build up that momentum and it's going to surprise you and you are going to love it and it's going to be really, really fun for you. And that's what I have for you today. Until next week, my brother, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.